0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from
1: First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC.
2: I thought we had an outstanding summer. You know, um, really, really excited where we're at, but I'm not satisfied where we're at. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're, we're here to get better every single day. We're going to push the envelope with that, but we made a lot, a lot of strides. We've gotten faster. You know, we've got 36% of our guys that wear the GPS, that can run 21 miles an hour or faster. Uh, We got five guys that can run 22 or faster. Uh, We got 61% of our team that can run over 20 miles an hour. And that's that's everybody. I'm talking about O-line, D-line, tight ends, and your skills. You got got over half your team being able to run 20. So, got faster, strength numbers went up, Um, very pleased. Uh, The gains that we made, the camaraderie, the togetherness that we've... uh, We've accomplished, but uh, we got to turn it up a notch as as we get here in training camp. Welcome back in the zone. It 10:37. Yes,
3: yes. Ben Souders, the strength and conditioning coach for the University of Arkansas, talking about some strides made in the offseason. Does it translate to the field? Well, for that, we go to the mm-hmm. random moving in storage hotline. Ask Tom Murphy. Ask Tom Murphy. That should be the name of his segment. What's mm-hmm. up, Tom? How are you?
1: Oh man, I'm doing great. We're between uh, watching a little bit of practice and then talking to the DBs here in just a just a little while.
3: All right, very good. We were talking about depth, and that's going to be one of the interesting things about this team. And sounds like strength and uh, speed, also something that the Razorbacks can hang their hat on. Does it? Does it translate to the field? Have you? Does the team look bigger, stronger? I mean, all those things.
1: All right. Well, here's what I'm going to say because this was on my mind yesterday, actually. Um, and I'm not, I'm not trying to overhype the team, but I am saying that from day one, Sam Pittman said, we have to be bigger and stronger. He saw the way Georgia was building, okay? And he's been in the league long enough, you know, from Tennessee back in 2012 or whatever to see how you build. And the teams that win games are, are bigger in the trenches and then have fast guys. And they are bigger than I've ever seen them since I've been covering the team. I mean, when you can line up T- Torian Carter, and uh, Eric Gregory and Cam Ball and Tank Booker, you know, you got four three hundred pound dudes, and they look like an SEC defensive line. Mm-hmm. Now, can you go any deeper than that? I like their ends. Um, you know, there's a, there's a couple of concern places for me. You know, safety, and then maybe ultimate depth at linebacker. But I do believe they're in better position to withstand injury than they have been. I mean, they're taller at receiver. It, it, you, you look at them, and they're taller at the, and bigger at the position you want to be tall and big at. So, Tim Pittman has a formula, and he's building to that formula. Now they just need to, you know, catch breaks, convert plays in the red zone, and all those kind of things. And, you know, they could be a contender if they can stay pretty healthy and, and be uh, an, a really efficient offense.
3: Okay. So... What's the area that you feel the best about? We were talking about depth earlier. What's the What's the position you feel the best about?
1: Well, that's a that's a slam dunk. It's running back. Um, not that you want to see any of them get hurt, but if they do, I mean, it just I, I, if John Dominic Johnson comes back to form or even close to it, then they probably got four guys they could count on. And if Isaiah Augustov, the, the freshman, can catch on fast and just say he could be like DeBinion was last year, mm-hmm. then you got five guys. So the depth. Depth, I feel the best about for this team um, at, at running back. And then, you know, quarterback, I think they're in decent shape. It's hard to keep two or three guys that you feel like are D1 starters these days, but I think they're okay there. I mean, I don't know if you want Kate Borton to go through the Meteor schedule, but now, now he's been through it a little bit more. So, um, quarterback, I think they're going to have to make a tough call, and Sam has referenced this in recent days. I think they're going to have to make a call – if they feel like they're deep enough at corner, to for someone to go play more nickel. Because mm-hmm. um, right now you're deaf at nickels like you know Jalen Lewis and uh, A.J. Breathwaite and some other guys, and they're calling that the hog right now. But Jalen Lewis is a redshirt freshman. So let's just say Jaheim Singletary or Jalen Braxton is good enough to run with the one along with Dwight McLaughlin. Then maybe you can move Snacks Johnson – to nickel and have a little bit more depth
3: there. Hmm. Interesting. So receiver, we were talking about that earlier. We had a soundbite from Coach Pittman, and then there was also one from KJ talking about the freshman Dozier. What have you seen in that group? Because I think we all are optimistic, and we'll talk about this probably a lot the next few weeks, we're optimistic about the talent that's at that position, but also it's largely unproven.
1: The more I see about it, okay, so w- when you're heading into spring ball and you see, oh, they added Andrew Armstrong, Ty Broden, Uh, Isaac Tesla, um, and you're like, hmm, okay, these guys came from smaller schools and whatever, but they're tall. Well, we saw what they did in spring, so I felt better coming out of spring. Now that I've seen it in camp, I think Andrew Armstrong could be the lead receiver on this team based on what I've seen. Tesla makes some great catches. He made one today. Um, And so my concern level on that position has has gone down because – you know that Satania is going to get a lot of catches. Uh, You feel like he and Stevens are a good combo in the slot. And I feel pretty good about Armstrong and Tesla. And then they've talked about how Jadon Wilson and Sam Bakke have made big strides, you know, carryover guy. And Bakke had a great day today. Um, Wilson, um, I think he might've had a drop uh, in the end zone on some um, two-on-two work they were doing in the red zone. But, you know, all in all, I I feel like they might be okay at receiver. And, you know, we're going to talk to Kenny Guyton tomorrow and get a little bit more insight there.
3: We're going to ask this question tomorrow, I think is our question of the day. Who do you think is going to end up as the top receiver? Have you seen a connection with KJ and any receiver where you feel good about it? I mean, we heard a lot from the guys that came to count down the kickoff. Tesla has been, you know, very much making – um, you know, some headlines as far as his teammates go. Anybody you, you feel pretty confident saying this guy's going to be either up there or at the top?
1: Um, yep, I said it a minute ago. I think Armstrong has a chance to lead the team in catches. Now, I know they're going to get the ball to Satania. As long as he stays healthy, he's going to catch bubble screen. They are going to run those and see if they can get everybody blocked up on the edge and let Satania use his speed. He's one of the 22-mile-an-hour guys that they have. So that's going to happen. Now, when it comes to converting third and nine, and you know you're throwing, you know, some kind of a flag route or something or a post, then Armstrong, he's got he's got the height. I think he's got the want to. KJ has clearly made a connection with him, and I would I would say slight advantage to him over Tesla. But I think KJ has I think KJ has gotten his, you know, confidence and trust level with those guys where it needs to be.
0: Third nine, I also want to be looking at tight ends. Anyone separating themselves at that position?
1: Um, they're rotating guys around. I mean, obviously Haz is going to be a big, a big star here at Arkansas if he continues on his current course. Um, you know, Bax is kind of you're working like, you know, uh when you're running two tights and you're gonna run the ball, uh, Backs is your man. He's bigger. And, you know, he needs to be a little bit more physical, even though he is big. And I think Ty Washington is a good combo tight end he's running with the threes right now but he's going to get playing time this year and then obviously the new of guys between easter gums and um sherman they're going to find reps for those guys and now i haven't seen a whole lot of them you know in the in the fastball starts yet but i think that's coming and they really they really loaded up at that position
3: yeah i was just talking to tj Wims of the other day at our event and I was like, dude, there's nine tight ends on the roster. Now I realize they're not all scholarship and they're not all going to be factoring in, but it is amazing to me when you look and you just pull it up by position, like, there are nine of these dudes. Anyway, pretty funny to me. Uh, we're talking to Tom Murphy on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, getting ready for uh, the upcoming season. We're about 26 days away, or at 26 days away. What What about KJ, Tom? Anything stand out to you about his year-to-year, especially when you factor in a new offensive coordinator? Hmm. Just
1: that he's saying all the right things about what his mesh with Dan Enos has been like, how it's helped him learn more of, uh, you know, the pro style, so to speak. Um, They're certainly going to be in, you know, some different formations. Um, I think his reads are going to be a little different. I think he's going to need to have a lot more pre-snap stuff down pat this year. Um, A lot of times, you know, they went fast, and it was after the snap, and he saw what the adjustments his receivers were making. That KJ had to make decisions, and I think this year, a lot more is going to be determined what he sees pre-snap. But well, we'll see how that plays out. But otherwise, I think he's really serious about the game, and he wants to be good. And if you have that combination, then you know you're you're putting yourself into the schemes, into the learning, into if I see this from the defense, these are the adjustments we need to make. And, um, you know he's been a good face of the of the franchise, so to speak, two years, and I mm-hmm. I hope he has a good healthy year because if he does, he's going to be the holder of several career records at Arkansas. And you know, yeah, uh, you know, he's been a special kid for Arkansas that he that he set that first year when things were so chaotic. Then he stepped behind Felipe. Mm-hmm. And now the reins are hit
3: Yeah, no doubt. Um, so we talk about tight ends and receivers. How much have you seen? And I don't know how much you guys are getting to actually see as far as action goes, but. Um, as far as them throwing the the ball to running backs, and in, in that role, who do you like the best? Is it is it Rocket? Is it, is that the obvious choice? Or Are there other guys who feel better out out of the backfield catching the ball?
1: <laughs> Rocket is the obvious choice because he played some wide out in high school, and we saw the catch he made against Bama, you know, late in the game that brought them within a touchdown two years ago. I mean, fantastic catch in the end zone. But let's don't discount you know Davinion's um, wheel route. Not that anybody was covering him against BYU. That was a huge play in that game. I think it was right before halftime, mm-hmm. and it extended their lead out. So, Divinion can catch it, and A.J. Green can, too. I mean, that that is a really special running back core, and I wrote about it some uh, yesterday or the day before, that uh, it's amazing that Jimmy Smith is such a great recruiter that he, he got him on campus, and he's kept him on campus. And um, A.J. Green could be his spokesman any day because A.J. Green, to me, you know, is symbolic of – he knows that they, some of those guys could go out and be starters elsewhere or get more reps, but they're all in this together. And honestly, if you have a pro career in mind, running backs, you know, free agent running backs and late-round pick running backs make it in the NFL all the time. And uh, so the less wear and tear you have on your body as a collegiate, maybe the more you have as a, a, a wage earner.
0: Tom, I'm trying to figure out uh, – there's some video circulating on Twitter of Rocket Sanders catching a pass out of the backfield and. Uh, running over a uh, defensive back today that was coming up to thud him. And, <laughs> I mean, the collision, it was – do you know who that was, who, who he ran over?
1: Funny you should mention that, Wes, because Mason, who did the video, and I was there, I saw the play. It just was just... so fast, you know, like, keep track of everything. Yeah, but it was Carson Dean, linebacker, who, before he leaves Arkansas, I think he's going to be a special linebacker, but – you know, he was studying, and Rocket was studying a little bit better
0: about that. By the way, Carson Dean, six four, two thirty four, mm-hmm. and the collision—it it looks like he's a little kid. I mean, that's just—I mean, it, how powerful Rocket is. That's mm-hmm. crazy. I—I I thought maybe it was like a DB that was like six foot one eighty. This was a, a, this a, was
1: a big kid. It's a great. It's a great indicator because I was like, "Hey Mason, who's this guy? I can't make out the number. Uh-huh. Who is this D?
3: Who is the DB?" Uh-huh. And when I texted him, he's like, "Yep, it was a linebacker."
0: Wow, yeah, that's the same thing. I am watching. I am like, "Who is this DB that he's running over?"
3: Hold that video. I want to. I am to see All that in right. the break. Uh, we're talking to Tom Murphy on the Brandon Moving and Storage hotline from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette and Whole Hog Sports. Bo Limmer, named to the Remington Trophy watch list. You've got Brady Latham, another proven commodity for Arkansas. Curious about the tackle position who's who's running first team, second team? Tom, what do you see in the early days here?
1: Yeah, well, you know, we're going to talk about this all throughout camp, right? Because on offense, follow your biggest question, can Devin Manuel and Patrick Kudis hold up the edges? How much help are you going to have to give them? That kind of stuff. And that, those are the two guys who are running with the ones. I guess the good thing is, Tykees like, Crawford can play tackle, and he's got such experience, or, you know, he's, he's such an older player that you feel like he could hold hold down the fort if he needed. Uh, and then, you know, Andrew Chambly and – and Marion Harris, who were both freshmen last year. Um, and um, I said this with you guys last week, the Sam Pittman recruits, we haven't seen a lot of those guys filter in so far. So this is going to be a big year that Manuel and Kudis both are Sam Pittman, you know, Cody Kennedy recruits. Can they get even more depth out of those guys?
0: Scott Fountain over the weekend spoke with the media about special teams. Any differences to expect to see this year out of special teams?
1: We were cutting that up this morning a little bit, actually, talking about how apparently their internal data shows that, you know, maybe across the board in college football, if you can kick down to the, you know, one or two and try to pin people, you wind up with better uh, opponent field position or I guess worse opponent field position starts uh, than simply kicking touchbacks. And as much as kicking touchbacks was a big deal for Arkansas last year, they led the country in touchback rate with Jack Bates. Um, maybe this year they'd be more inclined to try to pin guys because when you look at Arkansas's kick returns, AJ Green's one of the fastest guys on the team, but yet his um, kick return average was around 16 yards. So that means, let's say he catches it on the four, he gets 16 yards. You're starting on the 20. Well, that's a net gain? And so I think they're really they've really dived into the data, and mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to see as many, so to speak, intentional touchbacks. Hmm. And um, they might want to try to pin people by tackling them inside the twenty-five more
3: often. That's interesting. Well, Tom, we'll leave you to it, and we'll <laughs> catch up again on Friday and get a get a recap of the week. But I appreciate the time today. Thanks for coming on a special Monday here.
1: Ten four. See y'all. See ya. Hi, buddy.
3: Tom Murphy, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Good stuff.